You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, Titans fans. It is a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, and today's show is a Twitter Tuesday, and I'll explain. On yesterday's episode, we talked about the different combinations of players the Titans could draft with their top four picks in regard to their top four positional needs. I called those the Titans combo meal options, and I realized after that discussion, there was a lot more meat on the bun, meaning I could talk about 10 to 15 more minutes on the topic, and that's what I want to do to kick off today's show with a little bit of a social media twist. So after that conversation yesterday, I went on Twitter on Monday and asked you which of the first round picks in those different combo meals you would feel most comfortable with the Titans drafting. So we're going to go over those results, and I'm going to analyze each player and see kind of how I feel and take my my temperature on the four big options that I laid out for you guys. And then I want to make sure to get to all of your mailbag questions. There was a lot of meat left on the bone for that segment as well. You guys put in a ton of questions after I recorded, and the reality is we're not going to be able to get into the mailbag for a few weeks as we get heavy, heavy into not only draft previews, but also draft Recap. So I'm going to dump out the rest of the mailbag on today's show as well. So taking your questions from social media and discussing a poll that you guys completed for me on Twitter on this Tuesday on the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. fans, we are going to kick off this Twitter Tuesday here on the Locked on Titans podcast. But before we do, I want to remind you guys that I'm going to be putting out Monday through Friday daily Tennessee Titans content, not only during the season, but also all year long. There's not another Titans content creator that can say that. So make sure that you follow the Locked on Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. Also, follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans to make sure that you don't miss any of the video content that I will be putting out, giving you live recaps to what's going on with the draft next week. Also, make sure that you follow the new Facebook page at Locked on Titans Pod. I'll be posting video content on there as well. But let's dive into this poll that I posted on Twitter on Monday. So on yesterday's show, we talked about combo meals, but those combo meals, the entree was one of four positions of need for the Titans. And I had pegged wide receiver Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota, cornerback Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State, Tevin Jenkins, and linebacker out of Tulsa, Zavin Collins. So, what surprised me most, and I'm still kind of shocked looking at the results after uh, a couple hundred votes here, cornerback Caleb Farley has a massive lead. He's at 50% of the vote right now. Wide receiver Rashad Bateman came in at second at 35% of the vote. Zayvon Collins, 
Linebacker came in at 8% of the vote, and then offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins last at 7% of the vote. So most surprising, like I said, is Caleb Farley, and the reason is Caleb Farley, while probably being the most talented player out of the four, is also the most risky in my opinion, with the back injuries that he's suffered. He had back surgery earlier in the pre-draft process. He had a back issue in 2019 in college. So while he's probably the best overall, most talented cornerback in this draft, the risk is truly, truly immense. And based on the Isaiah Wilson effects and the lingering thoughts from that failure, a lot of Titans fans are feeling very risk-averse. So although the Titans do have a big need at cornerback, I was surprised to see that. But after our conversation yesterday, I said the Titans need to get a cornerback in the first two rounds because the talent really, really drops off. So maybe those comments, this vote, is a reaction to that. But second, like I said, is Rashad Bateman at 35%. And I thought that he would be a landslide winner in this poll because a lot of you guys are really worried about losing Janu and Corey Davis. Also, wide receiver is just the most flashy position out of the four. So I thought that that would have, um, maybe not the winner, but at least be very, very close. I am thoroughly surprised that Caleb Farley is coming in at 15% higher than Rashad Bateman. But Bateman, in my opinion, is probably the safest pick out of all four options. Next at third place was linebacker Zaven Collins. And this is a pick I'm starting to warm up to. If the Titans were to trade down from 22 into the late 20s or, you know, one of those early 30 picks, I think Zaven Collins could still be had. Incredibly freakish athletic linebacker out of Tulsa makes played plays sideline to sideline, can rush the passer as well, drop back into coverage, dominate over the middle of the field, and that's what the Titans were hoping to get in Rashawn Evans. It didn't really pan out that way. He's more of a role player than a real difference maker on the defensive side of the ball, but Collins could be a replacement for that, and if John Robinson was looking for somebody like that with Rashawn Evans, then he most certainly would still want that on his defense. David Long is an unproven commodity at this point. Rashawn Evans is probably last year in Tennessee with his fifth-year option, most likely being declined, and Jayon Brown is on a really small one-year deal, and he's going to be looking to get paid, and we know that from his comments that I broke down on this show earlier in the offseason. So, the Titans are going to have a major need at inside linebacker one calendar year from now. It may be smart to go ahead and fill that with an ultra-talented, versatile player early in the draft and set yourself up to find some value in previous areas. So, Zayvon Collins at 8%, I would have that much higher in my personal poll, although I realize he would be on the lower end of options. And then finally, Tevin Jenkins at offensive tackle, 7%. Again, this is a reaction to Isaiah Wilson, but guys, Kendall Lamb and Ty Sambrillo, I know a lot of people are concerned about that. I'm not as concerned as most people, but I understand that. So I'm surprised that that's at 7% there. I think that Jenkins uh, probably won't even be there for the Titans at 22, and I don't think they should trade up to get him, so I'm okay with people being down on Jenkins, but for me, if he's there, I think it's going to be tough for the Titans to pass with, you know, the type of talent that he is and the fact that I don't think he's going to get there. Plus, there is a lot of offensive tackle depth in this class, and one of those developmental prospects in the third round might make more sense for the Titans value-wise. But with that in mind, I would have to say out of the four I would have to go with Rashad Bateman 
as my number one option. I just want to be safe. I think it fills a need. You can find a corner in the second round. You can find an offensive tackle in the third round. You can go with an edge or a stand-up linebacker in the fourth, and I think you would you would be all right, and that would be a good haul. But we're going to move forward on this Twitter Tuesday. Going to dive back into the mailbag next and answer all of your guys' questions. Make sure that we empty the clip there. But before we do, want to remind you about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your sports action. Football might be over, but there's NBA, NHL, and MLB. They also have award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Make sure that you head to their website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device. Sign up for free today. Use the promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. fans let's continue this twitter tuesday gonna dive into the mailbag and answer your guys's questions that you asked me on twitter at tic tac titans before we do want to remind you the locked on podcast network is covering the nfl draft from every angle catch up on the ultimate mock draft 2021 podcast presented by odyssey follow the locked on nfl draft podcast and the draft dudes podcast for your latest draft news and stay tuned for more info about our live NFL draft coverage, but we are going to get into your guys' questions some more, and the number one question I have here is from Mike Inclon, and he says, do you think Jim Schwartz was brought in specifically to fix the pass rush? Thanks for answering my question last week and all the great content in general. Thank you, Mike. Not a problem, but I don't think that Jim Schwartz was brought in just to fix the pass rush. I mean, obviously, the pass rush was the biggest issue with the defense, so I guess if you wanted to, in theory, say, hey, he's going to start with the pass rush, that's what they would hope would get fixed the most, then yeah, I guess I get that, but I don't think that they're going to be adopting anything schematically from Jim Schwartz. They're not going to turn into a 4-3 base defense with wide nine edge rushers like he has done for most of his career career. Um, they're still going to run Mike Vrabel's scheme, which is multiple, which is changing coverage, which is changing fronts, uh, changing looks on defense, different gap assignments and things like that to keep the offense off balance. Really what I think is Jim Schwartz was just brought in from a wisdom game planning, play calling on defensive standpoint. I mean, it's really just think about what the Titans were trying to hire Dean Pease for. He really is a senior defensive assistant. I don't think that, I mean, obviously he's going to be involved in game planning and things like that, but he's not going to come in and mold the defense to what he's done uh, historically, schematically speaking, on defense. So from that perspective, I don't think that he, I don't think John Robinson in his mind is saying he is going to fix the pass rush. I think that really, if anything, Jim Schwartz is just a fail-safe in case Shane Bowen just falls off a cliff again. If that's the case and the Titans' defense is just looking absolutely miserable through the first third of the season, then I think Jim Schwartz may get some more responsibility and and may ultimately take over some play-calling duties or maybe at least in a shadow role start having a little bit more impact on the day-to-day game planning and the scheme and things like that. But I really do think he is just a sage. He is just a, a wisdom provider and a guy who can provide feedback to a young defensive coaching staff. The next question here is, 
a non-football question, and I really enjoy those from my boy Slappy. Can always count on you, man. Uh, you have a 3 p.m. tea time on a beautiful Saturday. What three athletes from any sport are you taking with you? I really spent about 10, 15 minutes before the show just thinking about this question alone. It's really tough, dead or alive. What's the, you know, it's just a really tough call. And I ended up with this. Number one, I want to have a good time. But number two, I also want to have some some intense golf knowledge. So from that, I went with Marshawn Lynch, who is just an all-time fun professional athlete. Also a really good dude, by all accounts. I went with Shaquille O'Neal, and while I bemoan him as an announcer, Shaq's got to have some of the best stories. And as a guy who Kobe is my idol and a, and, and a big big deal in my life. If I can't have Kobe, then I'd like to have Shaq. Here's some Kobe stories. Here's some general stories from one of the funniest, most likable celebrity athletes in the history of the planet. Also, my mom's favorite, favorite basketball player ever was Shaquille O'Neal. So I would love to take a picture, get an autograph and bring it back to my mom. And then the third final person is Tiger Woods. I mean, Tiger Woods has been my favorite golfer my entire life, as I'm sure is the case for most of you guys as well. We're out playing golf, man. I got to have Tiger with me. Marshawn, probably not the best golfer. Shaq, probably not the best golfer. I need somebody out there who's going to take it seriously, give me some tips on how to play since I'm a bum. That would really be cool. Hit some awesome shots that I can get excited about. Um, and Tiger is going to have some excellent stories as well. So uh, having stories with Marshawn, Tiger, Shaq, I mean, it would be great. I also considered Mike Tyson as well. Uh, I, I still, even right now talking, I may put Tyson over Shaq, but I don't want to upset Tyson. I have strong opinions. I have hot takes. Don't want to upset Mike Tyson and end up leaving the green without a few teeth. So that would be my three, Shaq, Marshawn Lynch, and Tiger Woods. We would have a fantastic time. Also, see some pretty good golf. The next question that I have here is from TitansFan66. He said, first and second round picks for the Titans. What is more important in the first and second? Wide receiver one and corner two, or corner one and wide receiver two? Or what combo do you think? Combo meals. So here's my thing. This is a tough, tough question to answer without knowing who is available. So if one of the big three wide receivers, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, J- uh, Jamar Chase are available, oh, I'm going wide receiver all day. But if we get to pick 22, those guys are probably gone. Rashad Bateman is the highest level talent I think could realistically be there at 22 for the Titans. If you have a choice between Rashad Bateman and Caleb Farley, and that's your best, Rashad Bateman and Greg Newman, or New- Greg Newsom from Northwestern, if that's what you're looking at, then I'm probably going Bateman. But if Bateman's gone, if the top four wide receivers are gone, and you're left with Greg Newsom on the board, because Sertan, Horn, and Farley are gone, or even Sertan, uh, Horn, and Newsom are gone. If you're left with Newsom or Farley, I'm going to take Newsom and Farley over any other wide receivers outside of the top four. So it really does depend. But overall, you could probably get better value at wide receiver in the second round. So if I had my pick of anything realistic. I would hope the Titans could get their hands on on Horn, maybe get their hands on Newsom, and that to me would be the better value. 
but it's going to be hard to pass on Rashad Bateman if the Titans can't get J.C. Horn. So for me, ultimately, after going back and forth in my head while talking to you guys, I'm going to say that based on what I realistic, realistically think could happen, I'm going to say that the Titans should go with wide receiver Rashad Bateman and look for cornerback in the second round. If the top four wide receivers are off the board, including Bateman and in the big three, then the Titans should go cornerback over wide receiver. I would not reach that high up for Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore, Terrence Marshall, uh, Daimi Brown. W- wouldn't go that far for one of those guys. So kind of depends on how the board shakes out, but that would be my answer. We are going to continue this Twitter Tuesday, though, and I am going to get into the rest of your guys' mailbag questions. Before we do, got to remind you about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. They have everything you would need for your classic or your daily driver, anything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even brand new carpet. The rockauto.com catalog is unique. It's remarkably easy to use. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your vehicle right locked on in the how did you hear about us box right underneath your shipping information so they know that I sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com. We are going to round out this Twitter Tuesday by finishing the last few questions left in the mailbag before we get deep into draft preview and draft recap content throughout the next few weeks but before we do want to remind you guys the ultimate mock draft 2021 presented by locked on and odyssey is happening now featuring analysis from nfl experts michael irvin jason lockenfora and brian baldinger our local experts including me for every team making trades and picking the next stars for their club. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A U D A C Y. And for real, guys, you got to check out the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. We're going to have tons of video content up for all the picks. I've done my pick for the Titans. It's one of my favorite things to do for the entire network. So make sure that you guys check out the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. It is fantastic. But let's dive into the last few questions that I have here. Number one, question from AJ Guns. He says, I don't think it will happen, but I heard some rumors that Kadarius Toney could go before Devontae Smith. If something crazy like that happens, what pick would you be comfortable with the Titans to trade up to get him, and what do you think the trade would look like? Okay, so this question actually prompted me to ask you guys on Twitter, would you be comfortable with going and getting Devontae Smith if he dropped out of the top 10? Now, in my opinion, the Titans would probably have to give up, let's say, pick number 85, their first third round pick, and at most their fifth round pick, so a third and a fifth, that would be 85 and 166. I think that could be a logical trade. So 22, 85, 166 for, let's say, pick number 11, pick number 12, something like that. I think that could really, really work for the Titans. Someone said that they don't think 
that that would add up because the the value didn't add up exactly on the Jimmy Johnson trade chart. If you guys don't know, Jimmy Johnson, the old coach for the Cowboys, who's also on Fox doing NFL coverage, but he used to have a numerical value for every single draft pick throughout all seven rounds, and he would do draft trades based on if the numerical values were even. I don't think that that trade chart can be applied exactly anymore. And I also think that the position that you're coming up to draft matters as well. The Titans aren't going to pay as much to go from 22 to 10, or not 10, outside the top 10, 22 to 12, 22 to 13, 22 to 14. The Titans aren't going to pay as much to go up to get Devontae Smith as they would if they were going up to get Pat Mahomes, to get Deshaun Watson. These teams know who the team they're trading with is coming up to get. Okay, and they make you pay a premium for a quarterback. And with how this draft is set up and teams looking to add swings in the late rounds and the depth that's in wide receiver, the depth that's in cornerback, the depth that's in tackle, the depth that's in edge, I think teams are going to want to get as many swings as possible in those mid-rounds. And that could help the Titans trade up. So in my opinion, if Devontae Smith is available uh, between picks 10 and 15 and the Titans can find a way to trade a third and a fifth to move up and get him, I think that would be a slam dunk outcome for the Titans. You would still have three picks in the top 100, one of those picks being Devontae Smith. Forget the concerns about weight. If you're getting him at that pick, it's worth the risk. He would fit so perfectly with A.J. Brown as a physical dominant over the middle of the field wide receiver, a guy that could stretch the field vertically, a guy that's a savvy, precise, ultimate style route runner. His releases off the line of scrimmage are just unbelievable. The Titans need somebody who can win and get open and separate at all times when teams are blitzing and sending the house. They need that curveball. They need that slider. And Devontae Smith could do that. So a guy that that talented, I'm absolutely okay with doing it. I think it could potentially be even less. The Titans could give up pick 85 and pick 205, I think would be an option. The Titans could give up pick 85 and a second round pick in 2022. I mean, there's tons of options to get up that I don't think would be crippling. So yes, I absolutely do think the Titans should go up and get him if he falls. And as a matter of fact, speaking of the ultimate mock draft 2021, I tried to make that move, guys. I tried to make that move up the board to get Smith. I really did. And it didn't work out for different reasons that I don't think will have as big of an impact in real life, but definitely... Definitely something the Titans should do if possible. Next, Ron G. Titan said, What are your thoughts on Christian Fulton finally playing the outside corner position like he should have been playing last season? So I think that he got moved around just because of what the Titans were dealing with in the secondary. I don't really fault any of the coaching staff for that. He was hurt. Fulton was for most of the year. But... If you recall, on my podcast on Friday, I had a little fun with, you know, the the buzz in the investing world right now, and I talked about which Titans player I think could go to the moon in 2021, and I picked Christian Fulton. I think Fulton has a chance to really blow up. I think he was an incredibly talented guy out of LSU, and I think that having the opportunity to have a a close-to-normal offseason, have some actual practice time, if he can stay healthy, I think he could really blow up and play excellent starting-level outside cornerback for the Tennessee Titans. So uh, I'm really high on Christian Fulton this year, and quite frankly, the Titans need Christian Fulton to work out after what happened with Isaiah Wilson and what they did with Malcolm Butler and Adoree Jackson 
this year. Those moves in themselves put a big amount of pressure on Christian Fulton to be good. The last question I have here is a non-football question, and I'm excited for it. Derek Schuler, my guy. I told you I would get to this question. Surprise. But he said, do you think pineapple belongs on pizza? And this is a simple answer. Yes. Anything can belong on pizza, man. It's all about combinations. Now, I don't like um, ham. I, I also don't like Canadian bacon, which is just ham. I do like bacon, though. However, I do like pulled pork. However, a pulled pork pizza with pickled red onion and pineapple and barbecue sauce, bro, that's that's hot. That's the fire. A bacon pizza with pineapple and uh, banana pepper. I mean, turn up, man. All right, I got to stop. I'm starving. I got to end the podcast there. But yes, pineapple belongs on pizza if it's in the right combination, but definitely not with ham. That's all I have to say about that. But that's going to do it for today's show, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titan.